radio, 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 radio. When I was a kid, I, I, I got really into radio probably when I was like in middle school. I learned the power of recording songs off of the radio, making mixtapes, and, and then the power of calling in, right? To call in and be that lucky number seven or caller three or whatever to win concert tickets or to call in the request line and get your favorite song played. It was, it was magical. And, and you were talking to a DJ and the DJ was basically a celebrity for us back then. So I, yeah, just, I just always loved radio. <laughs> you, know, you know how it is. Yeah. It's kind of like that with me now. Like just anybody yeah. calls me, I'm just like, you're, you're, you're being recorded. By the way, you're, you're being recorded. Yeah, you're going to be on a podcast. Um, in the 80s, I was a radio kid. I just loved rock radio. I lived out near Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So I would put the aluminum foil on my antenna to get <laughs> to get rock stations out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Talking more, yeah. Talking. 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 Oh, really? A lot of talkers. I would agree with that. This podcast <laughs> is called Erase the Filter. Erase the Filter. Erase the Filter. I'm, I'm working on an Erase the Filter podcast, and... The theme of the podcast is ra- is radio. And so okay. 30, 30 years ago this month, literally like 30 years ago this month, was when I came to WCCB for DJ. Wow. Yeah. 6.40 a.m. WCCB, where radio is green. So when I was in college, I studied mass communication. Radio was part of that. So I joined one of the college radio stations, WCCB Hot Rock 640, and um, when I first started hanging out at the station, I met uh, who I would become really good friends with, a guy named Pat Buzzard. And I started, That's hilarious. I, yeah, I started working with you um, at, the, at the radio station, like literally fit, because it was, it was the beginning of February. Here's my recollection. It was the beginning of February when we had Battle of the Bands, and I had played the set with Captain Trips. Mm-hmm. And maybe a week or two after that, I came to DJ training at the, at the radio station. I knew you before. Well, we had met. Because I came to Battle of the Bands to, and I saw you play with Captain Trips. Right, because we met finals week when you were doing right. the 24-hour thing. Exactly, yes. But, but, but when I came for DJ training afterwards, you were like, hey, man, listen. <laughs> yeah, like, here, sit down. Let me, let me show you something. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me talk to you for a minute because yeah. I need this. So here's this thing. Yeah. I'm going to make this... Uh, Here's, here's, here's my Happen. offer. In a world of famine and disease, crime and hatred, people killing people, the last thing we need is for our children to be involved with mind-altering substances. As the children grow, they may feel the desire to escape. We must teach them that there are more positive things that they can do besides experimenting with mind-altering substances. Ah, oh, what the hell? Hot Rock, 6.40 a.m. Just thought we'd throw in our two cents. Here's my offer. I'm going to give you a show. I'm going gonna... <laughs> to give you a show, and you don't have to go through DJ training. I'm going to show you the ropes. And, and you're going to be fine. And, and everything's cool, and all you got to do is just teach me how to play this guitar. Yeah, you, you, you play this guitar. You teach me how to play this guitar, and uh, you'll go far, kid. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so... That's my recollection of it, but it was 30 years ago. That is, uh, that's crazy. Isn't that if I'm crazy? being honest. Look at that line for Chick-fil-A. It's all the way out to fucking Fruitville Pike. That's like, unbelievable. It's look like at you that. never had chicken before. Yeah, look at that. Jesus Christ. Mm. Mm. 
This is, I don't know, moderately interesting. We're used to the sound of a phone because of call-in talk radio. We're gonna go to line three. This is, you know, Dave in Seattle. Another one of my lifelong friends who I shared time with at the college radio station is Dave Ballard. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe young kids don't fucking know what I'm talking about. You know I mean? Like, maybe they're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But when we were kids, you know, you would have the request lines and the and mm -hmm. caller three, you know, would call in right. and, and win the tickets to the concert and you would hear them on the radio. My friends wanted mixtapes, and I would make mixtapes, but I would do it like as a radio, as a mock radio. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how the fuck am I going to do this? And that was that was sort of my first foray into what I call podcasting now, right? Wow. It was making these, and I've, I still have them. Mm -hmm. It's a little convoluted, and it's a little fucked up. It's a little OCD. This whole thing got inspired by a couple things. My whole point is that when I was in high school, before I could be on the radio, um, I, I just kind of pretended that I was. All right, and welcome. This is Jack Kettle back with you with the Explode Commodes. It's now 1988, and this is the first one of 88, and we've got ourselves a little New Year's resolution. For anyone who used to like, you know, wimp metal, poison, get out of the way. Here comes some real heavy metal. Ton of bricks, metal church. I made a show called The Explode Commode. This, these were like my mixtapes that I would pass around to my friends. Jack Kettle with you here on The Explode Commode, and uh, we're going to be wrapping it up. This is going to be our last song from the Thrash Bash. It's going to be, sad to say, the last song of Explode Commode number eight. Uh, but I didn't stop at just, you know, talking between songs. I actually made commercials. I made bumpers. I made all this stuff um, that you would hear on a real radio show. I even got other people to be guest hosts and and to help me do commercials like my brother, Dirk Eatenhauser. Bash him, smash him, or crash him. If you wreck your car, bring it to Eatenhauser's Auto Repair on the other corner of 5th and 6th in Barnesboro. And remember, if you can't crash him, we can't fix him. Or newscasters, you know, would the guy would call in and would be talking about the news. And so I think there's, there's sort of a, there's sort of a, a quality to that mm. that feels to me, feels more natural and more better. And I find that it's you actually, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Now, as I'm thinking about it, that is a familiar, that is per it's accepted in your mind, right? Yes. That it's a call in. This is a person that's on the phone. And of course, why would you try to hide that? Oh, you know right. what I mean? Like, why would you try to hide by making it sound as if they're in the studio? You know, they're in the studio, but they're not. So why not just go for that phone sound? Exactly. It's like a, it's like a, um, you know, a talk show. We're going to go to line three. This is, you know, Dave in Seattle. Even after college, I still loved college radio. I moved to Nashville in the early 90s. I would listen to WRVU, which was Vanderbilt University's college station. 
And um, I would send my own music in to be played on the local music show, which was hosted by a guy named Jack Sass. He was one of my favorite DJs at the time. He also uh, had a show called Morning Mayhem on Friday mornings. Of course, he's just some college kid who's goofing off on the radio, but I just love that stuff. You're listening to the local music show on WRVU Nashville, 91 Rock. Seventh Story Corey is missing in action, but we still have the same old gang hanging out here with the homies. This band is playing tomorrow night at, at the Bummed Out Roxy with several other bands to be mentioned in a bit. This is M Theory with Song About a Girl on WRBU Nashville 91 Rock. You better listen up, my brothers, or else I will get crazy on your mothers. All right, here we go. Now I know what podcasts are. Erase the filter. You're listening to Morning Mayhem on WRVU Nashville. 91 Rock with Jack Sass. All right. We're about to... Jesus is there, and Krylon came down this week to just chill. So uh, what's this person's name? All right. Jay. We got got Jay on the phone. Oh, I, uh, I think I know who he is. Okay. Good old but, Jay. But anyway, he has a he has a problem that that he needs some help with. All right. And, uh, let's see. Here. As soon as you want to stick him on the uh, air, that'll let's, be cool. Let's do here this. he comes, let's Jay. Patch him in. Jay, can you yeah. hear me? Can All right. Hello. All right. This is Jack's ass here. All right. I'd I'd good like morning. you to sort of recap for the listeners. We're doing good. Uh, yeah. Uh, recap for the re- listeners in a clean manner. Okay. Uh, your your problem. I can do that. My problem is this. Since Morning Mayhem went on the air, I've been a fan. Uh-huh. I've listened to about every episode. Uh-oh. I, mean, I didn't listen last week, but I listened I to wasn't on last week, oh. so you didn't miss anything. Okay. <laughs> I, I think my favorite one was the uh, oh. the one that opened with the double shot of the doors and then the Johnny Cash song. Really? The favorite. I, I don't remember that one, but well, I'll take your word for it. That was the best one. Anyway, here's the problem. <laughs> I'm in this rock band. Yeah. And I, And so I don't make any money. So, yeah. So I have to work. Yeah. And I was working at a job where I could listen to the show. Uh oh. Every week I listened, tuned in faithfully. Yeah. I got laid off. Oh man. So I'm now unemployed. Okay. But I got this other job. Okay. Starting next week. Oh no. Yeah. You know where this is going. You're not gonna be able to listen. I'm not gonna be able to listen anymore. Are you sure that you can't like bring a Walkman with like little itty bitty those like little itty bitty stick them in your ear kind of nasty if your friend uses them and, without telling you. Kind of like little ear ear plugs. <laughs> okay, no wait. I can take a radio to work. Okay. But the job is in Franklin. Oh. And it's in a building with a bunch of computers, and you can only get two stations. Oh no. And they, I put it to you like this: they aren't yours. Yeah, Frank Franklin's kind of a weird town. I must admit myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the problem that I'm having with, and I've been fighting with this all morning. I was at the dry cleaners, and then I was at the bank, and it's just been driving me up a wall. Is what I'm going to do yeah. without being able to listen Friday morning. Well, get, you're going to have to get a new job, man. Yeah, quit your job. There's no sense in doing that. Quit your other job. Why be miserable? <laughs> I can't quit my job because I'm, a, I'm in a rock band. Yeah, yeah you can. Quitting jobs is what... Not, okay, well, here's what you do, okay? okay? Here's what you do. All right, you tell, you tell your, uh, 
you tell your employer, that, right, that you have a good opportunity to uh, possibly give them a promotion when you come down to participate in the Morning Mayhem Olympics on March 28th, on Friday. So I, so I go to work late that day. You'll go to work late that day, but you'll tell them that, like, you know, we'll let, we'll let you mention uh, over the air, like, the business name. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fire me because I quit. We're going to go to line three. This is, you know, Dave in Seattle. You're building where you work at, right? Right. You probably can't smoke in there, right? Because so, you, you mentioned computers. You can't even smoke on the, the ground. No way. You have to get in your car and you have to drive <laughs> off of the ground. Man. Onto a public road <laughs> and park your car. Got another question. your car there. Where the heck do you work? <laughs> and why would you want to work there? I don't know if I should say. Uh, okay, maybe you shouldn't, but maybe you should just start going on two-hour smoke breaks in the morning from <laughs> 8 to 10. <laughs> That's what I think you should start doing. I mean, forget lunch. You know, you don't need no lunch at noon. Just go early. Say, I'm going, I don't need lunch. I need something in between lunch and breakfast in, with in a nice slice of cantaloupe on the side. I'm going, I'm going for fruits. brunch. Um, I, I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking that uh, the Gear Daddies and the Judy Bats and Kitchens of Distinction are three bands that I absolutely 100% would have never heard of had it not been yeah. for college radio. The absolute pinnacle of a band I would have never heard of and certainly never would have traveled to see and certainly wouldn't have had nothing but the greatest memories of. But uh, it's the Judy Bats. Yeah. But I loved the Judy Bats. I bring them up all the time. Uh, I live in, you know, in a in a major metro area. Um, no one's heard of them, mm. like you know. And in the Midwest, you know, I mean, I you know, it's a midwestern town, midwestern band. Were they? Were they? Were they, they were Tennessee? a Tennessee band. They were from Knoxville. Yeah. Knoxville, right? Which is three hours from where I live. Yeah. Nobody's heard of them. I moved to Nashville right after college, and um, of course there. Half the people that were our age had gone to college with them at UT. So right, they were like the guys. Yeah, they were a fraternity band five years earlier, right before they got signed, and then we would have heard them on their first record. But mm -hmm. they were playing fraternity parties, so a bunch of people that I was waiting tables with would go see the Judy Bats play at fraternity parties, and then you know I got to see them a number of times in Nashville just because they were still playing clubs, and and that was an easy gig for them like they would just come down and play some of the outdoor concerts in the city in fact i think the judy bats was one of the first like shows i saw when i got to nashville um, oh that and it was perfect. a it was a like <laughs> it was called dancing in the district and it, at that time it was a flatbed truck they would just like close oh, a, that's awesome yeah they would close a block downtown in the in the sort of business district and put the band on a flatbed and you would just go hang out and buy beer and you know that yeah. kind of thing. And D Dance in the District eventually became this big, um, these big concerts on the river. Uh, they would mm -hmm. they would put the band on a barge, um, and it would draw you know five ten thousand people. But when it first started, and that's about the time I landed, it was still uh, I saw Bela Fleck and the Judy Bats. Like those are the first two shows that I went to see. What welcome to Nashville? Yeah, and like, it was a Thursday. Awesome. And it was Thursday. It was like a Thursday happy, like five o'clock. You know, right after yeah. work. More WCCB antics with Huey Raz and JC. We just decided we're going to change to a CHO. We're going to be a contemporary hits radio station. Um, playing, <laughs> playing contemporary hits for you all day long. Here's, uh, here's something that's just cracked the top 40. In fact, 
to join us in the studio right now, Casey Kasem. <laughs> Casey Kasem, join us in the studio. Joe, i got to go to the bathroom. Okay. Here comes Casey now. Hey, Casey. How are you doing, buddy? Hello. This is Casey Kasem, and you're tuned in to WBJB in Clarion. And we're playing the hits. Number 16. This is a band that hails from a city that was named after a dog whose aunt's grandmother's sister's sister's maids. Let me get this straight. Drag pet dragons. Oh, forget it. This just isn't working. Okay. Screw the damn uh, Casey Case invitation. Now, this is a track from a band called Kajagugu. Don Compo spent Don Compo spent 40 years broadcasting his show. Don Compo spent 40 years broadcasting his show No Pigeonholes on the radio, Community Radio KKUP in Cupertino, California. He is a home taper and he is an advocate and a champion for home tapers all around the globe. These are artists and musicians who use independent small studios or home recording equipment to create music and audio art. Oh, we got a great show lined up for you today from Pennsylvania. Jason Mundar going to be playing live, and uh, we're hearing some of his music right now in collaboration with Dave Bellard. It's Jester's Longevity. It's Fault Line from the Fluency EP. Oh, man, this is one of the tastiest dub CDs I've ever heard. I love this stuff. Right before that, we heard Joe Manichetti with the introduction to No Pigeonholes. A lot of great stuff, and uh, at this time, I want to uh, formally introduce a friend of mine that I've known for many, many years now, but the first time I've met him, just in the last hour or two, his name is Jason Mundock. He's from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Jason, welcome to No Pigeonholes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, you're brought here by business, but the business we're going to use you for is to play live and to play your fantastic CDs. You've been at music for a long, long time, Jason. Let's... Let's sketch out your career for those people that maybe do not know um, something about your label. You've lived in Pennsylvania now and and have a current recording pro- project called The Living Fables. But let's go back a few years right now to the time of your Artichoke CD. This was your first, this was your debut CD, correct? Uh, actually, uh, things go back a little bit further than that. Uh, but, but, but I was introduced to you oh, around right. that time, ni- 1998. Um, and yeah, it, it's been a long time now, and it's kind of weird to say that um, looking back over the years. I, was, uh, I really started recording around 1990, um, and I did it in, um, with, with four tracks, four track cassettes, uh, cassette recorders. And um, I did a couple. I was in college up in northwestern Pennsylvania at the time. I grew up near Pittsburgh, and, and I was at a small university and got, got my hands on a four-track recorder and started making cassette releases, uh, mostly to sell at shows and, you know, trade for, for a couple of bucks and pass them out to anyone who would listen to them. And um, uh, I did a couple of those in college and then graduated from college in 1993 and headed down to Nashville to, uh, to have a go at the music business. And, and while I was doing that, and I was a bass player, I played, played with a lot of um, singer-songwriters and that sort of thing, semi-professionally. By semi-professionally, I mean, you know, I scraped a living by uh, working odd jobs and then would play, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I could. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I kept doing my own thing on four tracks. And so by the time Artichoke happened, which was, was really my first excursion with my own music in a, in a bigger studio... Um, I had done five, I guess about five cassette releases up to that point, and um, and yeah, so Artichoke was this uh, was uh, everything was demoed on the four track, and I met a really cool engineer who uh, who had a small studio, and so we went in and we, we we cut that record basically at night, and then I I sent it over to you, and that's kind of where you you were introduced to 
to the happenings. And this is 91.5 KKUP and Cupertino music of Jason Mundark. It's called, from the in-between, it's called Notebook. One of the reasons I love podcasting is because it's radio, but I can do whatever the fuck I want. This is Jason Mundock. Thanks for listening to Erase the Filter. Show notes can be found at erasethefilter.com, and if you have feedback about the show, feel free to email me at jmundock, J-M-U-N-D-O-K, at gmail.com. And always remember... Open your mind. Be yourself. Erase the Filter.